Okay, we're going again. Cool. Oh, well, it's got a no sound. So we're not ready to start yet. We're just waiting for this thing to come up on my YouTube so I can hear what we're he what they're hearing so I can make final adjustments to the uh, uh, mixer there. Okay, good. Now I can hear what's going on. Nick, say something. Something, something. Uh, testing. And such. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. I'm turning down Nick's mid and turning down his gain just a little bit. Now for my settings, what do I sound like? What do I sound like? My fly is down. <laughs> All right, my gain's down a little bit. One guy asking, what is slow mode? Slow mode is what uh, happens when you want to actually read your own chat so you gotta wait what like three minutes in between everything you type just so the stream just doesn't go up the side okay we're ready to start recording on the zoom h4 oh that is way high that is way high way low way low say something so, uh, something yeah uh, that's good testing yeah ready and Ready. Wayne's World Countdown, five, four, three. All right, uh, welcome to the, oh, there's the camera. Okay, uh, welcome <laughs> to the RCR podcast, streaming live on YouTube and uh, uploaded on Wednesday for everyone else through Shout, on, Shout Engine, mm -hmm. iTunes, Google Play, you know, other places. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the week before Christmas. And uh, a couple days before Mr. Regular, or mm -hmm. Brian, because uh, I'm yeah. like, that's Brian, yeah. uh, is going to fly out to Florida for his holiday, yep. spend it with the family. Mm -hmm. And so, um, My yeah. family isn't from Florida. Everybody's from Pennsylvania. But uh, this year we're having Christmas at my Aunt Cindy's house in Jacksonville. So, so that's where we're going. Yeah. So this week was the RCR Christmas party this past weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. We had it uh, at Skokal Racket and Fitness. I was expecting 100 people. We had baked ziti and meatballs and a salad uh, and a whole bunch of drinks for 100 people. About 30 people came. and uh, But everybody had a good time. It yeah. was a nice sort of chill uh, Christmas party. I found I don't know if I'm going to throw another RCR party. Because everybody there is car people, and there's no cars. 
Yeah. And so, so we just sort of like hung around inside. Thankfully, the racquetball club had indoor tennis courts and we started screwing around on the tennis courts. So that yeah. was fun. And I mean, I think in my at least from what I saw on Twitter uh, in some places that the uh, snow from the day before mm-hmm. kind of screwed things up for some people who were yeah. coming in from out of state would have had to make the drive on Friday to get to the hotel or whatever, because otherwise if they were making it on Saturday, they weren't going to be able to really be there for more than 20 minutes or whatever. There was a guy there who made his stop and I'm sorry, cause I'm not going to remember names. I'm terrible. Like I, even I did the whole classroom. Thing oh, it was a stand up comedian who is going to, Oh gosh, what was his name? He was going to hang out with Alex Roy. Might've been Nick actually. He a, might have been a Nick, Nick? too. Okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, he was coming from Ohio, mm-hmm. and it was on his way to New York City, and it's mm-hmm. just the everything lined up nicely so that he could drop by. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Drover really Miata. Nice Drover Miata with roll bars in the back, Corbanu seats. I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, and he drove it all the way from Ohio like that morning. Stopped that by at the party for three hours, and then drove on the last three hours to uh to Manhattan. Yeah. Or Bronx or I don't know where. I I got there late because I stopped at the Dunkin' Donuts on the way to get these two boxes of uh, cocoa. Yeah. Um, and which went over well. They, we which drank, went over we drank well. all of it. I, I only had two cups and they're like small cups of this cocoa that they give you for the Dunkin' Donuts. And um, I... Uh, I was so wired on sugar and I was going around just sort of pressing the flesh and yeah. glad handing him. Hey, 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 I'm Nick. <laughs> hey, how do you want to let's hang out? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very nice experience. And then like part of the sugar rush was let me go and see what's going on in the because uh, the racquetball court was open or yeah. the tennis court yeah. was open. And so, hey, there's a basket of tennis Tennis balls balls. here and so it was just me and uh and other people who would openly admit and were admitting that they were equally as unathletic as i was Mm -hmm. just going around and sort of throwing balls (laughs) there was really no rhyme or reason to any of it yeah um and like allison was there in heels allison is like the fake girlfriend from the uh different kinds of stars Mm -hmm. music video which i feel like i should actually sort of explain that because yeah, those comments this, a lot of those comments were like we need to start a gofundme to send roman to la for christmas and i'm like no no she's just a really really good friend and yeah. uh it would be you know i don't know but i think like you know we're close enough friends that there was like if you're close enough with somebody then it sells the chemistry because yeah. like we didn't we weren't actually doing anything inherently coupley in the video right but um I don't know. It's and she was like on the court and like heels, like throwing mm-hmm. balls around, and it was weird. And then mm-hmm. people saw us down there, and it started like this whole movement <laughs> of like half the party moving to the tennis, tennis court. Yeah, some people just hanging out on the side, like it's a like it's a middle school uh, dance. So I go to the uh, the desk of the racquetball club and say, "Hey Kim, can I get can I like rent some rackets?" And she just ah, here take them. Yeah. G- gives me four rackets. How many rackets do you want? I kind of wanted to say all of them, but <laughs> all but, the rackets. But then that would just be a mad fest of people swinging yeah. these things around. Would break some. So I took four. So we had a doubles tennis game where we tried to keep the ball going back and forth. I can kind of play tennis. You were you were like one of the only ones that were was doing proper serves. Uh. Just like you go into the corner and you're doing you know the whole, then overhand you know that type of thing. Yeah. Of, because me, I was doing this. Um, 
like I would hold the the ball like this and I would one, two, and then like drop it as hard as I could onto the ground and let it bounce because we weren't observing uh double bounce like type rules okay. where you get one bounce. Yeah. Uh we were just however long like, it takes you to get to the ball yeah, yeah. to hit it, like then you're good, even if it's like right at the bottom. Yeah. And we're trying to do trick shots where you knock, swap the ball into the basketball hoop overhead. The thing about uh, the racquetball court in my gym and the indoor tennis courts is the tennis courts are down here, but the social area is on a second floor with big windows that overlook the tennis court. So you could be up here drinking and watching people play tennis with a bird's eye view. And I noticed something where people, I just see these 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 like balls just going up over the window and then back and forth and then that was going on so we got the tennis rackets for people and then people were playing tennis but they weren't so much playing tennis as they were were playing hit the ball as hard as you can so i see this and then it goes like the, the ceilings of this of an indoor tennis court is like an airplane hanger so the balls i see balls hitting the ceiling balls hitting the glass kim was fine with that i mean we weren't rowdy the the rowdy people who show up to my gym are um the um on friday nights the kids soccer matches that they play on the tennis courts they like take the take the nets out and you saw there was a whole bunch of lines down there on the tennis ball courts and and those were the lines for uh the soccer fields and they get playing and then everybody's parents are here and the bar is open. By the way, my, my gym has a bar in it. And so people are just start drinking and then parents get distracted. And then I go down to the locker room and there's middle school kids trying to stuff each other in lockers. And there's also now a big sign. The sign from 5 to 11? Yeah, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't take any showers between 5 and 11 on Friday because of the uh, kids' soccer games. Yeah, that's a lawsuit waiting to that, happen. That Some is- people are going, what's the big deal? It's a locker room. It's like, yeah, but... But, yeah, like, the, there's just... My uh, gym is an old man gym, and what the old men like to do in locker rooms? <laughs> Air out their nuts. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Yep, doing the old yep. Captain Morgan pose and everything. <laughs> They've just gotten out of the sauna. They're just, you know, the, like putting pants on is the last priority. Got a shave. They're shaving at, at the thing. They're washing their hair. They'll make like two trips because the lockers are at one end of the locker room, and the and the showers are like any school showers. It's the gang shower. Yeah, it's just a room. And I remember. Um, uh, 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 one of the um the girls in in my MMA class, she said, "Well, why don't they just close the curtain?" And I'm like, "Oh, you guys must have individual showers in the women's locker room. We don't have that. Uh, yeah. nope. guys, uh, we just expect it to be cool with man ass, yeah, and, and and you know, shriveled balls in front of your face." I'm looking at the chat. Avocado Warrior said, "Mr. Regular looks like a retro SAS operator." Mm. Like special air service. I want to say that's like British type. Force. Mm. I I don't know. I know nothing of the military because I'm. Yeah. You know, I've had a a lot of family who served, but I guess that. Well, in that case, I'm going to change my headgear. Oh, is it a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> the um. But yeah, also at, at the party, there were a lot of uh cool people talking, sort of about uh stuff like movies they'd seen and uh just kind of chatting about you know old 
videos. I mean, I think it, it'll never stop being surreal when people are telling you what they're, you're... Hey, hosers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got the old... Uh, Strange brew. The, the John Candy special. <laughs> I miss John Candy. I miss John Candy. Yeah. Every time I read anything about him on the internet, John Candy was the sweetest man who ever lived. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it was just kind of a surreal type of thing because those things are always surreal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is a whole conversation for like to have with Matt Fair. Like, how do you be comfortable being known? And I think I did okay at the party. Yeah, you did there was fine. a lot of thanks for coming. Where'd you come from? Thanks for coming. Where'd you come from? How are you guys doing? Please eat some food. Eat some more food. Have a drink. Yeah, it's hard. Like, remember uh, my thirtieth birthday party? Yeah, that you and Tim Strickler came to, and um, it was it was kind of like this cross section of all of my friends because. Uh, I would always keep my friends separate from church and state. I have a lot of... It's a good line. Yeah. I, I, I have my, uh, like, friends who are, you know, my open mic friends and my old friends from high school and then, like, my boys who I would go to the diner with. And uh, they never really cross over. And so, like, a lot of my friends from, like, the open mics and the diners and, like, from the local area, they know what I do and they mm-hmm. know, you know where i do it but i don't think a single one of them has seen a single episode of rcr right and it was like the uh jimmy uh who's uh gti we did and the review came out yesterday mm-hmm. uh well monday and, uh, and i apologize for mispronouncing sound accor or sound actuator yes i was calling it sound uh, if people don't know by now that we mispronounce things yeah <laughs> it's just part of our thing but Jimmy, he's someone who I knew in high school, and he was a fan of RCR for a while and had no idea I was the Roman until, like, very briefly after the face reveal, I did uh, my Mustang, the SN95, and I was, you know, in that video. He's like, holy shit, like, the Roman is Nick. Like, that makes no sense. Well, (laughs) actually, it makes sense now why his name is the Roman, but it's like that weird thing of... You know, that's the only time where I think, like, the two paths sort of intersected. Yeah. Um, well, that and Duncan's Kia that we did. But uh, it's just kind of a strange thing where you're, like, at this party and you're trying to both be host. Yeah. But be sort of someone that people feel they can talk to about yeah. things. And I think I, I kind of struggle with that, not in the sense of, like, because I know there's two halves of it. The one half is... I don't want to disappoint people. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other half is I don't want to disappoint them by making it seem like I'm egotistical because I really don't want to come across as someone who's like walking around like his shit smells delightful. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everybody loves their own brand, but nobody else has to. Right. Um, I, and I, it was kind of just difficult. And then when the hot cocoa, like sugar rush hit, I was kind Uh, of good. And I was going around like, Oh, Hey, everybody. Thanks. But, um, I, I don't know. I, I had a fun time. It just yeah. took me a few seconds or minutes or whatever to sort of snap into it. Yeah. And we were talking off mic how Tim Strickler is the anchor for any social gathering. Yeah. And I, I that's what I love that his car his was the Avenger review. Yeah. That it's kind of we start- everybody at the party when when he walked in, uh uh there was this feeling of Oh, good. Tim's here. Yeah. When I walked in and I was nervous and uh, I, I saw Tim and I'm like, 
Tim Strickler. Yes. Because, I, I mean, I refer to him kind of like the save point of, you know, if you're starting to feel stressed, you can always, like, go back to Tim Strickler. Yeah. And it's cool. And just talk to him. He doesn't even have to, like, say anything yeah. that's about anything. And yeah. you just feel good. You feel yeah. safe. You know, because <laughs> he's, he's just so nice. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, such a cool guy. And... Also, really tall because I swear he gets taller every time I see him. Like he gets an extra like inch taller every time I see him. But he needs that business card that says, "Yes, I am tall. How tall am I? Am six five? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't play basketball. The weather is fine up here. This has been a delightful conversation. <laughs> um, like the old uh, DeLorean card. Of, yeah. Yes, it's from the movie. Mm. Um, no, that- it doesn't have a flux capacitor. How fast does it go? Fast enough. It has a top speed of like 106. Yeah. Yes, I can do 88 point hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. People have been adding us, adding us in the chat. If you, oh, it's questions. About oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, Roman, please explain your shirt. It's, um okay, it's a Golden Girls shirt uh, that's mimicked off of a Queen album cover. Uh, because I fucking love the Golden Girls. I don't give a shit who knows it. Yeah. Um, that it's. I grew up with that show. It's kind of one of those things where, like, it's one of those shows where, like, you can just sort of, you feel like you don't have to worry about anything while you're watching it. Mm. Uh, it just takes you into this weird headspace. And what's strange about it is, like, it's a show that there's nothing in it for me to identify with. But... I, that's what I like about it. Like that's a big thing where in in fiction where people tell you that uh, well you have to write someone in there that people can identify with. And for me, it's always been that I like things that I kind of can identify with. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into this later when I talk about like the movies that I saw in the past week. But mm-hmm. the idea being that like this is four old ladies living in a miami yeah like i i have nothing in the, and none of the characters are anything like me although i guess rose she's kind of like aloof and and she kind of reminds me how i used to be in like my early 20s mm-hmm. of like saying things that literally you don't get of you know someone walking up to me one time and asking where i could get where they could get bud and I'm like, oh, well, there's a bar like right down because I thought they were talking about like Budweiser and they're and they were talking about weed. Yeah. And so it's that type of thing of like you completely misinterpret what people are saying because you're mm-hmm. achingly naive mm-hmm. about the universe. But um, yeah, I, I, I love the Golden Girls and I'm like kind of broadcasting that. <laughs> I even did the Golden Girls theme from one of the reviews and I completely forget um, which one. But yeah. One guy, uh, Tisk Tack, uh, asks, what will your next bike be? Also, old hat is best hat. Oh, you like the blue one. Uh, the next bike is a bike I already have, and I was just riding today um, because today is one of these unseasonably warm days that comes and goes in Pennsylvania. It's the middle of December, and it's 50 degrees outside, which is weird. But then I walk outside. Oh, crap. It's warm. Oh, crap. It means it's motorcycle time. Everybody, everybody, motorcycle time. And so I get on my DR650 and I have no destination and I just start riding around town and rode out to the racquetball club, rode across the highway, rode up into a part of town I never went into before, saw houses that I would kind of like. Now I can't afford them, 
but I saw a house with a five-car garage, and it was like a barn attached to it that someone mm. turned into freaking garages, and like it was freaking amazing. And the house has a carport, like mm. right in front of the front door. It's like someone built this house the way they wanted it. It looks like it's been built. It was built in the, like the late '40s, when a lot of this area was still farmland. And but the idea of having a carport, meaning you pull up to your house and there is an awning that goes in front of your driveway. So mm -hmm. even if it's raining out, it's like you're pulling up to the Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. You get out of your car, you're already covered mm. and get inside. Um, why more truck reviews? Yeah, we'll do trucks. Got to remember to do it. I put a call out on Twitter to try to find... Uh, uh, a falcon ute in New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, we. I have all but two slots filled. All right, cool. Because last time we spoke, you were like, "We have like two cars yeah. right now." Yeah, and I'm just like, "We're a month out ish yep. from that, and that which is kind of surreal to me that we're actually doing this." Yeah, and uh, I yeah. don't know. We don't have filming locations yet, but now we have cars. Yeah, that's what I did yesterday, or like. For two days, I emailed yeah. and just to see who's around. Uh, I didn't get that many Skype, so I didn't do my safety talk yet. But, you know, we'll always have fallbacks. I I think I'm just going to have to have a cut and paste sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and do it through email. Just boilerplate type. Right. Thing. But then there's this idea that we're in New Zealand and everybody's chill and the cops don't care. Whatever. Like with a population is so small and Andrew uh, Caswell Parker and Andrew Lamb said, look, you can just kind of film and do whatever. As long as you're cool, everybody else is cool. I'm like, all right. It's like Florida with responsibilities. Did I secure the broke skyline? I, we do have a skyline. It doesn't have a turbo and it's got four doors. <laughs> Screw you and your GTRs. <laughs> yeah, this is what a sky like I'm thankful to find this one. I wish it was dirtier and junkier. It's kind of nice, but at the same time I'm going to make the point that look, Skylines are are just normal cars. Yeah. Th there was fast versions of them. Yes, the GTR, but that's kind of it. It's like it's like someone buying a 3 Series and thinking thinking they have an M3. They yeah. don't. You just have a BMW 3 Series. You just have, yeah, you got a car. Eh, it's a little bit nicer than your average Taurus, but not by much. Eh. You, you, is it clean? Yeah. Well, okay. So in every other country except this one, Skylines are just this average daily kind of businessman guy, which reminds me I have to find a business car for that one oh, bit. Oh, for the I one still, bit, yeah. For the one bit that we can't talk about that's going to yeah. be amazing. But he already recorded it. Yeah. That's great. Um, I think we're, we're going to have one more film shoot before we leave. And it's not a business car, but it's one I told a guy that I have to. So I think it's the first, it is the first Saturday in January. All right. Um, and yeah. it'll, it, it'll be here. So. All right, cool. Um, the guy told me he had this classic car. It, it, it's, it's a boring regular car. Yeah, but a sort of like a classic car, kind of like like what the Falcon was. Yeah, but I think it's from the seventies. It's gonna be amazing. Um, but his daily broke, and now he's like, "Well, the only car I have is this," 
and it runs. I'm driving it in the winter. I'm like, oh boy. So, but he said he'll drive it here, so it'll just be over at the club, and we'll be good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Maybe we'll turn it into a twofer. I don't know. Depends. Like, if if someone if it depends if I promise something to someone that I forget that I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how so many of these things go. Yeah. Um, what someone's talking about. Do a review of Eric the Car Guy's Fairmont. If I do a Fairmont, it's going to be a, a hap creation. Um, um, you, uh, uh, I meant to ask you, like, how much did the MR2 end up going for? I think we talked about this a bit off mic. Yeah. Um, because the auction stream ended last uh, Thursday. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't know. It's. My MR2 sold for $9,200. I'm satisfied with that price. I got exci- I, got, I got really excited when it hit 9000 I'm like, is it going to hit ten? Am I going to get ten grand for this thing? But no, no, the 9002 perfectly acceptable. That ten grand for an NA first-gen MR2, that, that would be weird. I think my name got me that extra thousand. Yeah. Got me from eight to, eight to uh, nine. Um, and the weird thing is it's going to California. Yeah. So that's probably my name is what's, because if someone in California or in Southern California wants an MR2, well then buy one there. They're rust free. It's a dry climate. Really dry right now. Ah, Topical humor. (laughs) Nothing funny about the fires. So, um, uh, the guy paid me. He wired me the money. I went to my notary yesterday, uh, signed the title over to him, FedExed it to him yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it should be in his possession tomorrow, Wednesday the 20th. Yeah, Wednesday the 20th. And he's trying to get a car carrier to come here to Pennsylvania and take it across. And... Unless you have Leno money, I'm beginning to think that most car carrier companies are super shady unless you're willing to pay a whole lot for a reputable one. Yeah. Um, this guy said, the story that this guy's telling me is the story that I've heard from everybody else who shipped the car. Yeah. And it's all like, the guy doesn't call me back. He doesn't say when he's coming. It's it's like, you know, cable company times five. Oh, like, yeah. The guy's going to come. He's going to put it on. There's going to be no way to track it. You just got to have faith that the car is going to get there. Yeah. I had it happen to me uh, like on a date like uh, two months ago of just sort of getting stood up, which is fine. Like I don't get like as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking like I would rather be home watching Deep Space Nine anyway. (laughs) This is why I can't do monogamy because I'm not going to find someone who understands that. Yeah. Who, you know, is also going to tolerate all the other oddities that are inhabiting my life. So it's just, yeah, yeah. But um, I saw uh, The Last Jedi uh, last week. No spoilers, please. Oh, I'm no, no, no. I'm not going to see it until after Christmas. No, this is completely spoiler-free. Uh, just random thoughts. Um, it's apparently, like, the most polarizing Star Wars movie ever, and I don't... Okay, I intellectually, I get why, but I liked it a lot. Like, I don't know... 
I think part of it is the fandom of people have it in their minds what Star Wars is and what it's supposed to be. Uh And so they're sort of resistant to change. Uh There were a lot of complaints about The Force Awakens being too boilerplate, that it's kind of like a soft remake of uh, A New Hope. And then The Last Jedi comes along and it's completely different from every other Star Wars movie that ever was. Was it Star Wars? Yeah, to me, to me, it was Star Wars. But I can understand how some people would be upset about, you know, structurally. uh, uh, I thought the editing was atrocious, but that's my only complaint, really. Um, Because, and atrocious is probably too strong a word, but, you know, the transitions and Mm -hmm. it kept interrupting the flow, which is funny because after last week when we were talking about how the original Star Wars was saved in the editing, Mm -hmm. I thought this movie could have used a similar uh, sort of uh, cut that to the bone mm-hmm. type of approach because there's so much that you could sort of cut out of because it's the longest Star Wars movie ever. So it's okay. almost three hours. Like, and Whoa. It's, it's like two and a half. It's like two hours and 27, two that's hours up 30. There. That's up there with Blade Runner 2049. Oh, that was that, that long? Oh yeah, that was almost three hours too. Damn. Now, and Blade Runner, there's a lot of nothing going on but again, that's the point. Atmosphere. It's totally that. Yeah. Yeah. And this, you can't really say the same thing. In uh, that, yeah. Like, oh, there are always, there is constantly things going on, um, but it's not so much about the atmosphere as it is sort of, um, it's very character driven. Uh-huh. Um, well, parts of it are very character driven. And we get to see a lot of sort of um, new locations and we meet new characters. Like Benicio del Toro is in a Star Wars movie. There is a Puerto I'm fine. Re- he can he can be many different people. He's there is a Puerto Rican in a Star Wars movie. Okay. I'm, I'm like so hyped about that. And <laughs> um yeah, there are, you know, things that uh bug me a little bit, but you know, can't really talk about that. But that's not important anyway. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I liked it on first viewing and then i saw it again and Mm. loved it the second time okay um so it's one of those movies that i think this new trilogy is going to be stronger um in its totality than it is as individual films um okay that that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts okay and that's kind of where i'm at with it um but yeah very good movie and i also saw um another oscar front runner this week called lady bird which is about a teen girl. It's it's what I would describe as like one of the first early 2000s period pieces I've ever seen, which already okay. kind of makes me feel old <laughs> of, you know, we're already doing period pieces about the 2002-2003 <laughs> school year, which is the year I graduated. So that was super weird. But yeah. it's about this girl and her weird relationship with her mother, like her tumultuous relationship with her mother and uh it's kind of a love letter to anyone who's ever had a hometown that they feel uh conflicted about Mm, because she's from sacramento and it's kind of she hates her hometown but also there's nothing really like your hometown to you you know it's the things that you recognize in the people um you know uh I just thought it was really well written. I don't understand why it has like a complete hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't know if it still does, but mm. I think it's a movie that there's literally nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I was kind of, I think I fell victim to the hype of thinking that it's going to be better or going to be like revolutionary or do something different. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the thing with uh, 
Saoirse Ronan movies, like the Irish actress who's the lead in this, who does an impeccable American accent. Mm. Her last movie that I saw her in was Brooklyn, and that was a Best Picture nominee in 2015. And it was similarly, like, sticky. Like, Mm -hmm. it stays with you after you've left the theater. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's a better word for it than sticky. But uh, it's one of those things where you like it more the more you think about it in retrospect. Because, you know... I was recapping it to uh, Allison and telling her about it of like, oh, I saw this movie. You should go see this movie. And I'm thinking the more I'm telling it, the better the movie gets. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh, maybe I like the movie more than I thought I did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to get nominated for like a ton of Oscars, but it's not. I mean, I don't think it'll win, but. Then again, I have no idea what's winning this year. And I like that. You know, last year it seemed fairly obvious that it was between Moonlight and La La Land. And now it's kind of, you know, just juggling whatever in the air. So, yeah. Has anybody put out bait? Uh, Yeah, there's been bait all over the place. And there's bait, more bait coming. Because there's uh, the new movie, The Post, which is Steven Spielberg directed, starring Tom Hanks and uh, Meryl Streep. And... Oh, that's like... it's like just you know yeah that's just an oscar boner like they are so hyped right now in the academy and which is funny because it got snubbed at the sag awards but it's one of those things where like screen actors guild and passing up meryl streep is like insane but it's at that point where like name recognition will get you in alone because there's a million performances that were just fine that she got in just because she was there yeah um but yeah it's about like kind of the washington post during the uh maybe not during Watergate, but around that era. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, or or I haven't seen it, but it's getting a lot of buzz. There's a Gary Oldman's uh, in the darkest hour or darkest hour. It's just called from the director of atonement and uh, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. So like another world war two movie uh, in addition to Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. He had to be wearing like a fat suit or something. uh, Yeah. He's got makeup on and prosthetics cause you know, but it's not, over the top yeah. uh prosthetics and whatever um there's um uh, you know the the uh did brian cranston win anything for all the way where he portrayed uh, LBJ? lbj i want to say he got an emmy for it but i'm not sure i know yeah. he was nominated for an emmy for it but i don't I'm, I don't know as much about Emmys as because there's another lbj movie that came out starring oh Woody Harrelson yes. or something like that. And I saw the trailer for that. And I'm like, after a Brian Cranston version of any, like Brian Cranston's LBJ is really spot on. Yeah. And watching Woody Harrelson do LBJ. It's like, okay, it's like this. No, it's, yeah. it's like a, a doughy face. Didn't quite capture how LBJ was a big dick who literally, uh, flung it out at people and yeah. made people look at it to like, like get votes and shit lbj shat with the door open yeah know, of just they, they of those... do have a bit of that in the um in the trailer mm. like that that's a thing that's a thing he did but like woody harrelson i can't i can't see him i can never see him in positions of authority if he's not wearing a cowboy hat something like that yeah i got yeah. i kind of got that feeling from three billboards outside ebbing missouri which i hope mm-hmm. he gets nominated for an oscar mm-hmm. for along with sam rockwell uh because he was one of the best parts of that movie mm-hmm. and he's playing like the chief of police mm-hmm. and so 
it's Woody Harrelson getting to sort of wear a hat and be, <laughs> you know, Mr. Authority, no bullshit yeah. type of guy. And those are the best characters that he gets to play. I, I liked him in um, No Country for Old Men. That was him, right? As one of the hitmen? Yeah. Compared to what? Uh, the bubonic plague? <laughs> He's a psychopath, but you know. so what? <laughs> Um, people are complaining that we're not talking about cars. So, I mean, that's kind of, this is the podcast we're talking about. Like <laughs> it's our podcast. We're going to talk about what we're Yeah. Doing. Someone wants to know why I'm named the Roman. It's my last name. Uh, cause when originally you were like, I want to start giving you credit and by tagging you in this thing. And I'm like, does that mean people are going to start friending me now? And you're like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, th- just make up a name for me. And you're mm-hmm. just like, started calling me the Roman and yeah. uh, people start, it was, it was a great hiding in plain sight type of thing from yeah. when we were trying to keep our name secret yeah. of just like, no one really thinks of like why I'm called that. Yeah. And so, yeah. Didn't, it didn't click with Jimmy. No, apparently oh. not. But oh. also like when I knew Jimmy, like I didn't sing and it's, that was all I was doing when he first got into RCR was like, I was writing in the background, but also I was like singing and so it's like he had no reason that he would have like recognized my voice at all because I just randomly decided to start like doing music for some reason. Um, One guy yeah. sent I sent you an email three to four months ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, for you guys to review an OSIC North Star Buick Lucerne. I live about I live in PA, about five ten minutes outside Allentown, so we're close. Um, it's probably in there. Yeah. Unless unless you formatted it weird. Mm. it's interesting i haven't checked my email in like i check my email like once an hour like like look if i got your email it's it's gonna go into uh into the submissions folder as long as it's formatted correctly Mm. yeah so that's interesting what uh 2015 dodge durango rt in quaker town from Shy Town, like all I know about Quaker Town is that one of like is Shy Tower Chevrolet, because we uh, my one bus driver would play B one hundred four, the radio station on the bus every morning, which was weird that we live all the way out here. You'd think they'd play Y one hundred two or T one hundred two, but no, she played B one hundred four out of Allentown. So they're referencing things I have no idea what it is in my middle school head. But they had this commercial that goes, Come to Shy Tower Chevrolet in Quaker Town. Uh, and it was every single morning. So that's what I know about Quaker Town. Like, the third on something, something on the Auto Mile. Like there's a road somewhere in the Lehigh Valley called the Auto Mile, which isn't on a sign or anything. I think it's just this road somewhere in Allentown that just has all these car dealerships for forever and they call it the auto mile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thinking about like jingles, there was someone on the subreddit who posted a link to a website that just compiles classic weather channel clips and they have a, a tab underneath where you can just get audio, like the songs that they were using. Yeah. Oh, and it's just so weird of, you know, reliable on the eight so just that type of uh it was a weird throwback and now i know what you mean by kind of the weather channel being that oh sporadic availability 2003 subaru baja in quaker town that said sporadic availability first off yes this is my car 
My family generally use it when I'm out of state. I'll be back for Christmas on and off throughout the year. So if you're interested in my vehicle hermaphrodite, let me know. She's stock except for a movable cap on the back. Now, either she's manual or she's not. Um, doesn't matter. Either way, it's a freaking Baja and it's yellow, which is nice. Mm. So that's interesting. I should give this guy a call. But again, uh, like we have that one filming date. Do I want to do a twofer that day or not? We'll have to see how we feel. I know twofers don't take any longer than a onefer. Yeah. But it's just about pacing ourselves. Yeah. And, and then and then I get thinking, well, that guy's in Quakertown. That would be probably easier to do a Kutztown shoot with that car than it would be than a racquetball court. Because it's less to go for him. But then that would mean a different day. And we haven't done a Baja. In a, we haven't ever done it. Man. Done it. Do it. Um, come to the Bay Area. There are so many cars to review. Well, we were there. Kind of. Well, we yeah. were more in the Berkeley area that one time. More or less. What's the address to send you an email and format about a car to review? Gee, I wonder where my email is. Oh, it's in the it's at the end of every single <laughs> video I've ever done. Again, hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Uh, I remember your review with gears and gasoline. Your hair looks so much better at that length. Well, yeah, it shows what two years can do. I mean, I'm in my mid-30s and my hair is thinning. It's just there's no two ways about it, man. My hair is thinning too. Um, I mean, so it's just going to be a close. It's going to be a close buzz pretty much from here on out, because um, you can just see the scalp just through the hair. It sucks, and it's I can't control this. I think I'm in better physical shape than I've. Jeez, look at that. I've been in better physical shape than I ever have been. Just been doing this this MMA and lots of running, but. You know, hair, what are you going to do, man? It's, it's, it's the male tragedy. Uh, Michael Steiner Stellenner says, what is your favorite classic motorcycle? My favorite classic motorcycle is a Honda CB350 from the 70s. I've never got a chance to ride one of those things. I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll feel like any other UJM, but to me, they look really, really sexy. And I've never got to ride an original uh, either 1969 or early 70s uh, single cam Honda CB750. Mm. That would be nice. That would be a nice thing to do. I've had some, I had a bike of that vintage, a 1970 Honda CL170, 175 Scrambler. Uh, that was tough to stop because it was mechanical brakes. Uh, one guy asked me my opinion on 1 Series BMWs. I don't have an opinion on 1 Series BMWs because I've never driven a one series, one series VMW. I mean, I feel like we've done multiple three series. Or yeah, was it just the one in Omaha? We did. I, I know we did one in we, Omaha. We did a three series, the, the yellow M3, um, like bottom out over a Pop-Tart. <laughs> uh, that car was a three series. That was an M3. We did uh, an E30, which is also a three series of different generations. Yeah. We did that X Drive one in Lancaster. Yeah. That was, was it a, Lancaster? That was at Longs Park, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that yeah. was a, a E92, or I forget. Yeah, I think Ted was there. Yeah, he was. And then uh, the guy had the um, Uber sticker on it. Yeah. Even though you can't, it, it, there's like a 10 year limit on. Was that a four door or two door car? Oh, 
I want to say four. Right. Um, if it, you have to have four doors. Yeah. Uh, well, also, like, it wasn't really an Uber car. He just got that sticker from a friend. Oh, uh, okay. And so it's kind of like a trick. But um, if I recall correctly, sorry if you're that person. Mm. Um, but, yeah. And then there was the 330CI in State College. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine, like, we wouldn't do something along those lines. It's just that we can't do anything that we aren't offered. You know? Right. Exactly. So, I mean, people are like, oh, when are you going to do a Beetle? Or when are you going to do a... a I don't know what esoteric thing have we not done yet uh, that is like a VW bus. Yeah. Or, or, or Westphalia or uh, when are you going to do? We did a Yeah, we did a 911. Uh, the one from uh, the one tuning shop down yeah. in Westchester. Uh, that was a 911. Um, I even got a chance to drive a classic 911, I think SC in Boulder, but that was only a point of view drive. Yeah. Hmm. I had something else I wanted to talk about. I really want to bring Justin Kramer up here, but he's working all the time. Yeah. Justin Kramer bought a K5 series blazer for $600 or something like that. Um, that the guy said, it has a seized transmission. And I'm, this is your last chance before I scrap this thing. And he saw it on Craigslist and like, well, I'm buying this. Cause yeah. Justin Kramer is a clo- uh, co-owner of Catasauqua auto repair. Yeah. And it had it had a plow hitch and the plow came with it. So he's like, All right, bought a plow truck. Yeah. And he likes it. He says it's kinda weird. It's got that weird carburetor that that um GM had on cars where the primaries are the primaries are this big and the secondaries are like this big. Quadrajet, I think. Quadra suck. Quadra, quadra junk, yeah, quadra jet, quadra junk. Uh, mm. And thank you, Allison Fox, for this coffee. I really like it. Yeah, it's the whole bean stuff. And I had this moment where I opened it and I'm like, oh no, it's whole bean. I don't have to have a coffee grinder. What on earth can I do? And I didn't notice that my blender was right in front of me. I'm like. Oh, oh, you can and I and I googled. I went to my computer and I googled how can I how can you grind beans without a grinder? And like the first comment is, do you have a blender? Question mark. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's oh right. Mm. Just pour the coffee beans in the blender, hit it a few times, it chops them up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm it all does. about this coffee. I don't know if it's Wegman store brand. Because... Uh, I don't think it is. Uh, okay. She mentioned where she got it, and mm. yeah. Sorry, Allison, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, yes, I am going to review the K5. I am going to review Justin's K5 Blazer because he thinks it's a fleet vehicle because that thing on it, the guy had the window sticker for this like 1980 K5 Blazer. It had on its window sticker or like the order sheet, uh, it said uh, rear seat not desired. So you looked at the rear seat is different than the front seats. It, it might have been like a construction vehicle or a government vehicle or something because the rear of this blazer has nothing in it. It doesn't even have plastics. It's just bare metal on the back. The thing is so badass looking. I mean, it's rusted, but, you know, it's body on frame. It had it has it, originally it came with the uh, GM 305 V8 and now it has the 350 that was put in at a dealership. Like the, the the mind boggles this this truck the the, the history this truck had, um, rides like junk according to Justin Kramer. I mean it rides really hard, 
but what it's what he bought it for is to plow. He's going to make money plowing with it. Yeah. Um, uh, Allison says the place was Joe Bean that she got it from. Okay. Uh, is that up in Rochester? I guess probably, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because um, she got me. She get uh, Rochester beers too that I liked. Yeah. Very nice. Um. Oh, and uh, someone asked uh, when the next history video, like the RCR stories. Um. I'm in the middle of writing it. They take an insane amount of time to write because I'm very, uh, hyper conscious of making mistakes because I don't want to get these stories wrong. Um, and also it's still part of that like stress that is when it's entirely my thing that, you know, and it's all on me and I don't, I, I it's like a holdover from when people didn't really like accept any of my videos, but then I started doing these and people started liking them. Mm -hmm. But now I still want to like get things right and actually want to tell a story. Yeah. Because it's one thing for me to sort of like recap what actually happens in a given history, but I want to make it a narrative, mm -hmm. you know, that this is something you can listen to on your commute or during work or wherever. And you don't have to it's not going to be a dry listing of facts right. because i've done that before and it's not it doesn't make for a good video like my new york auto show video was basically like a sort of listing of here's the history of the show and how it happened and you know some fights broke out and blah 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 but the isle of man tt one that took me like four months to write just to write it because I was kept, I kept looking for the story and it mm -hmm. wasn't until I got to the, cause I was doing a full history of the Isle of Man TT and by around like the point where I get to the 1960s, I realized I'm just talking about, this is what happened in this year's race. This mm -hmm. is what happened in this year's race. And I'm not really talking about anybody. So I go back and I'm like, let me just talk about three sets of people and talk about, use them as sort of, uh, guides into mm -hmm. that era of the race yeah and it went much quicker from there but it mm -hmm. was still trying to find out a way to organize a story like okay we're talking about mike halewood oh he's had his death foretold by a south african <laughs> yeah. uh fortune teller i'm like you're going in uh dunlop and he believed Dun it yeah and he believed it he knew his time was coming and you know it's one of those things where i think uh it's, it, I don't know. It's almost too eerie for its own good, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. Speaking of fights. Yeah. There was a post, and it was on the Joe Rogan Reddit, of this one exhibition fight. It's not UFC sanctioned, but people are trying to make happen. There was this one internet troll who was going on and on about how under no circumstances could a woman beat a man in MMA. Mm -hmm. He says, like, I could, t like, he's probably some sort of practitioner of some martial art. He's like, um, I, I could beat a professional uh, MMA. I have, like, a, I have an 80-20 chance. Wait, who's of, saying this? The, oh, the woman or the a, man? An internet, some internet troll. Oh, all right. And uh, if you're watching this right now, it's on Joe Rogan's Reddit, and I... Uh, I uh, I saved the link. I don't know if I retweeted it. So people started finding this guy. He lives in Gainesville, Florida. Mm. And they said, if we offer you a female fighter, will you fight them? And the first thing he says, well, we got to be in the same weight class and something. Like, I'm 160 pounds. I'd have to fight a 160-pound woman. They're like, okay, we'll find one. 
Yeah. And they found one and they have, this is her name. Um, this is Amateur Jiu-Jitsu. I forget the organization. She has seven wins, no losses. And she agreed to do it. <laughs> so it's scheduled for the same day we're filming over at the club for like <laughs> the one day. Yeah. It's the first Saturday next month, which is January 6th, I think. And they said they're going to live stream this fight in Gainesville, Florida. No. I'm about this because they, they, they Dana White should like give these guys like a, a job somewhere in the UFC. But the way they promoted it was just showing this guy's tweets and face and messages on the forum. And they're like, Ugh, these are bad. And then some people said, oh, yeah, I know this guy. He's in Gainesville. He's like this open micer who just goes up and tells like abortion jokes and they go over like a lead balloon. <laughs> and he like just sort of plows through his set. And now he's talking crap about how he can how like women don't have a chance and now this fight's going to happen like either it happens or it doesn't yeah, yeah. but i mean i would be down with after the shoot just like grabbing beers coming back here and live or yeah yeah man, yeah, yeah, yeah. See this <laughs> well i mean because wait when when is the steep a fight it's like oh no that's the week before we leave but yeah yeah still like that's gonna be a great month for yeah. watching dudes get lit <laughs> up i mean but then, like, what is it? What happens if he wins? Like, okay, great. You a man beats up a woman. That's yeah, what happens. It's like then you're like that guy doesn't become like a hero for having done it. You right. Know, it's just I was an asshole on the internet, and then I came out here and actually, you know, eh, I don't know. It's weird. Like if he clocks, like if he lands like a hook or something. Yeah. And clocks her. Like there, there's no winning for it. There's no public relations win for you from this. Yeah. Like maybe some Nazis will love you. Well, okay. Good to know if you ever go to jail, you'll have some homies yeah. there you can sit and eat lunch with. It's like Ed that's Wh all. That's the only upside of this fight that you're. Unless he goes full Andy Kaufman when he was doing pro wrestling against women and steers into like I'm an asshole and yes yes I beat and I can beat any woman and blah 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 okay and Andy Kaufman made you know tons of money from his brief run in Memphis and you and he was a draw because people wanted to see him get his ass kicked and okay. then Jerry Lawler comes along does the breaking his neck which not he didn't really but right. you know it's you can make tons of money by make it well floyd mayweather is proof yeah, of, yeah yeah you know if you play the bad guy people are gonna pay to see you get knocked out and yeah but the but the catch is you never get knocked out right because people will stop paying if they already get the catharsis of seeing you yeah. get dropped and so yeah I, it's i mean i'm not saying this guy's gonna have a career if he somehow beats this right woman, right but like he could probably parlay that into another fight on the premise that you know, some woman stepping up and saying like, well, that last girl was a can. Let me get him. Yeah. And I'll show him how it's done. Yeah. Man, everything's promotion. I don't like that it is, but it is. It is. And it's very much about charisma in a certain way of how you structure the promotion of a fight or any event. It could be any event. It could, We could be talking about, you know, if we were doing... Uh, Actually, no, it wouldn't work for us, but mm -hmm. because we're not, what are we promising that you're going to see? Right. Like, uh, you're going to see this car get, like, Dino Day of, like, these cars are basically going to go on the dyno and yeah. have one last run. Well, that was an, a special circumstance, that one Dino Day that you went to. They do that every time they have that. Oh, they do? 
They right. send a car that's going to the junkyard anyway. Pump it full of nitrous and just see what it does. Because <laughs> um, the one guy has like a towing license or something or mm. has a towing company. And he's like, look, this is a car I'm taking to the junkyard anyway. Blow it up. I already have the title. No one cares. It's, it's a scrap car. Yeah. But give her a send off. Mm hmm. Mm, yeah. Sorry, because my. Uh, How long have we been doing this? I have no idea. Can the, 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 does somebody have any uh, idea how long this has actually been going? If yeah. so, uh, let us know because I, I have... think we started at sometime after two. It's now three fifteen. Um, does Nick have any vehicles apart from the Mustang? No. And uh, I also was asked uh, earlier in the chat if I plan on doing anything, um, you know, special to it, and I don't no. uh, because. I don't know. I like her the way she is, which, you know, that's like, oh, he's a beta male cuck because he, you know, likes things the way they are. And he's, you know, uh, but I, I have I have a thing coming up on the Christmas. Um, it's easy doing the Christmas special this year because Christmas is on a Monday. So, yeah. all right. But I have this one uh, little card that I put in. Uh where I got the does not equal sign and I got louder does not equal faster. Mm. I should make that into a t-shirt or something like that. It's like uh, Homer uh, talking about, well, he made speed holes so it goes <laughs> faster. Yeah. Louder does not equal faster. Um, oftentimes it equals slower. Um, your thoughts on a Triumph Bonneville as a first bike? Well, if you're buying a Triumph Bonneville as a first bike, you must have uh, some of this stuff. As he said on radio, rubbing his fingers together. <laughs> in the let let the record show, he made the money money symbol. <laughs> <laughs> taxes that the the hand <laughs> thing means, means taxes. taxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I could kind of see what they have question wise in the subreddit. I don't know. Um, because the question thread hadn't been stickied before, but it just got stickied there. So mm -hmm. it's permanently at the top. Yeah. Um, cause I'm a mod. I have no idea how to do things in the subreddit though. I don't do anything um, in the subreddit yeah. either. We have an entire discord channel that I never go on. Yeah. Someone made that. Um, yeah. Like we don't run it or anything. It's no. just, it's there. Yeah. Um, this one are... Do you think we'll ever see iconic cars from film make a comeback? The most recent truly memorable vehicle from the big screen or silver screen even that I can recall would be the Transformers, Bumblebee, Camaro, and whatever the latest Batmobile is for better or worse. Even in car. Fast and Furious, the car stopped having character after the first two to three films. Did auto cosplay die in the 80s with the likes of the DeLorean, General Lee, and Kit? Ooh. Yeah, when I see, when, when I see, when I see beer belly dads and their beer-bellied dads in their conversation saying, oh, it's all a witch hunt against men now, uh, and their bumblebee-themed Camaro, their automatic V6 Camaro that they bought at, like, R&R Auto Group, yeah. <laughs> had it painted ugly yellow, and then just, like, got his vanity license plate on the front that just says, boom, boom, and bumble eight. <laughs> <laughs> Has a little like Autobots like logo on it. Oh boy. And then, you know, pops his hood and then puts the toys on the engine cover. Uh, yeah. See, Bumblebee doesn't work as a car because it drives, 
Well, actually, it does. I was going to say it doesn't work because it drives itself, but so does Kit. But but Bumblebee can just turn into a robot and reach for things himself. Kit needs Michael Knight yeah, to go it, and actually get him things. Yeah. So I mean, I the last iconic car from a film that I can really remember. Well, it's iconic to me is the uh, Chevelle from uh, Driver, or is it Driver or Drive? Drive. Drive. Because uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Why would Why would I say Driver? I'm thinking of the video game now. Mm-hmm. Um. Because that that was like a cool car. It was like a se- early '70s Chevelle, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that was a really cool car. But the problem is that I don't feel like drive drive kind of became like this cult classic. Like I don't know how many people are really, you know, all about drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, how classic? I I think that'll be like this era's sort of bullet when you go back. Yeah, uh, the thing about the car chase is the opening one where he, uh, where they're playing the the uh, the baseball or basketball, yeah, uh, uh, basketball sports radio. That was good and it made sense. But the other ones, I mean, Adam Carolla talked about this a million years ago or when the movie came out, that the car chases were improbable because the car was going as fast in reverse as it goes in in forward gears when he spins the car around and drives yeah. backwards. Cars don't do that. Yeah, you know oh. your reverse gear is often lower than first gear, so it's it's you can go about ten miles an hour in reverse. You can't do that thing. Well, maybe shift it into neutral. It doesn't work. Cars don't do that. Well, I feel like most movies are, as far as car chases go, are pl- have been playing catch up for the past forty years yeah. to the French Connection. Yeah, like that is kind of the and apparently and I saw this online recently that they didn't get permits for that and the accident and that is real. Yeah, and people could have died. Awesome. Yeah, they could have just. I cannot believe they got away with that. One guy in the chat says, "Baby driver." Kinda. I mean, but they abandon that car right away in the very beginning, so the car doesn't really. The car doesn't become a character in and of itself. Yeah, it's 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 very neat. It's very cool. Like a an iconic car, you leave the theater and you want that car, right? Um, I can get Baby Driver because a lot of people who coming out of high school, you know, think about Subarus, and it's interesting that they used an older Subaru hmm. in that, like a generation or two uh, removed from the time period. Okay, kind of neat, um, but the car doesn't re- keep reappearing throughout the movie, whereas the DeLorean, Back to the Future is a character in itself that spans all three movies and, and indeed then has a death at the yeah. end when the, when the train hits it. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing of like, it requires a movie to pay, to pay as much loving attention mm-hmm. to, and uh, not to suck kneecaps, but kind of like the Tercel in all cars go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, the smoking tire movie where, you know, they brought that Tercel for like three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and but even as they were beating the shit out of it, uh, there was kind of like this loving mm-hmm. respect respect to it, mm-hmm. and you know then they just leave it right back where they found yeah, yeah, right yeah. it. But you know it's for cars to become iconic like that, they need to be you know treated with that sense of reverence. Yeah. And, you know, the DeLorean is the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just cool. It was that it was a character unto yeah. itself. For a car to be iconic, it can't be disposable. Uh, that is a good line. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, that is perfect. Um, 
and I think that's the big reason why we don't see cars in movies that linger in mm-hmm. the mainstream consciousness. I mean, yeah. Bumblebee does because, you know, he's set up to be the most lovable character in right. those movies. In those terrible, terrible movies that I see every time they come out because I have a nephew who likes watching things blow up. Kowalski's Challenger. Okay. Again, 70s. Again, from uh, uh, Vanishing Point. Oh, that does, uh, that's... Oh, sorry. Uh, Gran Torino. Gran Torino. God, that movie is like manly tears for me. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I left that movie and I wanted a Gran Torino. One guy says he disagrees with the quote, think about the Volkswagen Beetle. Well, yeah, in what? I'm, I don't know. There was one in Herbie, Lindsay but Lohan then that's the, that car's alive. So yeah. <laughs> clearly not disposable and you weep for that car. Yeah. Kit from Knight Rider. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah that's that's a um a car that's a character. Uh, Christine 59 Plymouth. Uh, there's the there's a guy at every Chrysler Nationals who has the Christine mm-hmm. and around which he builds the ramparts of his personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh. This is I should write that down. You should. A I, guy who I'm going to use Allison's book. Yeah. See, this is this like everybody pay attention because this is this is what you need to do to be a good writer. Everybody has those things, but you gotta you gotta write it down. Yeah. Let's see if like, the pen. Oh, you're using. Yeah. Pen. Yeah. Uh. Fifty-nine. <laughs> Plymouth. From. Christine. A car, a man uses to a car around around which he builds the ramparts of his personality. That's that's just that's it right there. And we're eventually there's going to be something that you can use that in that is just going to hit and it'll fit in perfectly. Um. Someone in the chat mentioned, like, Mad Max. Like, I didn't even think about, you know, that. Aside from, you know, Max's car, there's also the war rig. Which, again, you know, you're not really... Yeah, that's the thing about with Mad Max. They, they perfectly severed their 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 connection to the other films by destroying the, um, uh, the Interceptor in the very first scene. They yeah. roll it and break it. Now, the car comes back. They rebuild it as the Razor Cola. <laughs> yeah, like, when it reappears, it's like, that's mine. Yeah. Like, I, I so wanted him to get his car back. And mm. did they get... No, I think they shoot the driver and the car, like, drifts off. Whether or not it, it was wrecked in that. Because I don't know if we're going to get another correct mad max because the director uh miller george miller george miller i don't think he he has another one in him i mean he had tom hardy is contracted for two more oh really but, but that's like an option of okay. if they're gonna do and i think miller stated that he had uh, uh like story ideas for other ones mm-hmm. but um there was talk of a Furiosa like spinoff. I'd which watch that i would watch the shit out of that yeah. and um charlie's there and i'm there yeah. uh but it's kind of um, oh, uh, someone mentioned the uh, A86 from uh, 
initial D. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's an iconic film card. Yeah. Because it's connected to the character. Yeah. I've still and never seen a single episode of Initial D. You're not missing much. Uh, someone at the Christmas party said it's the perfect show to watch while stoned. Um, if you could say that about anything that's bad. That's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> I imagine like you get around with your buddies, crack open like a sixer of trogues and yeah. do your best MST3K yeah. with Initial D. <laughs> See, my buddy Tom Barrett and Eric, when... Uh, we had this thing, this is in the 90s, back when uh, anime was called Japanimation. <laughs> and, uh, Toonami. Toonami. We'd put on whatever anime was there and then just turn the sound off and try to guess what they're saying. And you can't, so all you can do is look at their mouths. And if you watch, an, if you watch anime with the sound off, every conversation is this. It sounds like more aggressive versions of like the Peanuts gang speaking with adults. <laughs> but mom <laughs> i mean after this i like here's the thing every initial d episode nothing's happening nothing's happening nothing's happening nothing's happening nothing's happening quick car race that's exciting nothing's happening yeah hmm. oh it's not about car racing it's about growing up in a small town in japan Look, anything can be about anything, but if the story isn't compelling, what's the point? Yeah. Would it's you... like, you you can make a movie about nothing. You can make the straight story. Um, uh, you can, which I forget. the uh, Lynch, David Lynch. Yeah. Or, and yeah. I forget the main actor, but oh, he like um, had cancer as, yeah. as he was. I was Richard like, Farnsworth. Yeah, that, he was that was his last actor. role. Yeah. Did he win it? Post no. no uh, ironically enough, Kevin Spacey won that year for American Beauty. Ah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But uh, what's another movie where nothing happens and it's amazing? I know this is totally hipster stuff. My dinner with Andre is really good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's a movie where nothing's happening. The whole damn movie is a conversation, but it works. Yeah. Um, anything can be anything if it's written well. Yeah. There um, are movies where stuff happens, but it's constructed in a way where it feels like nothing does. Mm -hmm. Like Moonlight, last year's Best Picture winner. Mm -hmm. I really didn't like that movie which is a mild form of sacrilege for mm. some people but it, it's just constructed in a way that feels like it it has the pace of continental drift you know <laughs> it's nice. just it's a yeah, good line the um uh what other one uh master and commander the far side of the world you ever see that one i've i watched no i didn't that's see that's a great it, movie but i saw a a historical analysis of it there's this one uh, British guy who has a YouTube channel who does that stuff. Yeah. And he says, this is so freaking accurate. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's about a real thing that happened, but the ships were different. You're like, this is a delightful, uh, um, um, a very good historical account. Um, he His best known video er, is where he just does Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Like, here's the things. He's like, look, this thing is History rife works. with problems. But it has the structure of a suspension bridge and everything is held together. Like mm. I, like any historian would forgive this because 
it it just keeps moving. And also for the time, Saving Private Ryan was the the most intense war movie. That yeah. Had, well, arguably, because you could argue yeah. Platoon. Platoon, yeah. Um, which eighty six Best Picture winner. Mm-hmm. Um, back when people took Oliver Stone seriously, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and Apocalypse Now was pretty gritty. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where, but it was the apotheosis of, you know, war right. cinema. I think it was also the very last film to be edited manually. Oh, with a razor. Oh, and put together that I could be wrong. Well, I know that Spielberg continued to work with, well, he mentioned this in an interview, but I don't know how long he kept working with film, but he had mentioned that he likes working with film because he loves the smell Mm. that it's kind of, um, and again, he'd been doing this since he was a teenager, you know, manually, Mm -hmm. you know, taping film together. And, I mean, that process doesn't exist anymore of where, well, it exists, but I mean, anybody can sort of make a film now of, mm-hmm. you know, stitching together stuff in uh premiere or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's probably not going to be good, but you can do right. it. Um, but then there's the argument that you could always do that. So yeah. I don't know. I think, oh, brother, where art thou was awesome. I had something to do that it may have been. I wonder if Oh Brother Where Art That was the last one. There was something special about the way that one was shot that it may have been a, the last refuge of some of a certain film format or brand or something. I I could be wrong. Mm. Um. Hmm. Nothing really good. Yeah, I'm looking through the. Uh, yeah. Oh Brother was the first shot on a digital camera. Oh really? Oh Brother uh, was the first. This this person in the chat says. Okay. Um. Hmm. But yeah, let's see. Uh, did you see Masters of the Universe? That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old, uh, the He-Man movie from like the 1980s with Dolph Lundgren. No. And, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Did uh, a Good Night and Good Luck. Oh, Frank Langella as Skeletor. And he only did it much like how Bob Hoskins only did Mario because his kids uh, wanted to, like Frank Langella knew, his kids knew right. He-Man. So it's one of those things. Um, hmm. I never finished Master and Commander, got like halfway through shortly it came out. Yeah, I'm talking about history buffs. Yeah, because I had that same realization as you were going through it. And I'm like, man, it's been a while since I watched history buffs. One guy in a channel says... 1971 Cadillac Eldorado convertible used in the film Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, but how about his actual car, even though in the movie it wasn't his actual car, the 1971 uh, Chevy Impala, which was Hunter S. Thompson's real car. Mm. Although in that movie, the hero car, it wasn't. They couldn't really do it. Man. They couldn't use his real car. They had to get another ni- or another red 1971 uh Chevy Impala. And for a while, there was like a 1970 or 1972 red convertible Chevy Impala uh, for sale on eBay. And I'm like, I couldn't have it. But then I realized that if I buy another classic car, it's not going to serve any purpose other than what the Falcon is already doing. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to be my daily, a motorcycle, and then the Falcon. I. That's all you really need. Because the weird thing, I was thinking about this today, how with the MR2, it was the car I always wanted, but I feel the same. I don't, for a while I felt happier, and now I'm back to base level. I'm like, huh, getting, this th- getting a thing that you always wanted 
is only a temporary upswing. And I can understand how some YouTubers will go crazy with their spending, trying to inject into their vein that feeling of newness. Yeah. Whereas, huh, I don't really feel any different than I always felt. And this is another thing I wanted to ask Farah about. How now that we're that we're ending year three of taking this seriously, the novelty of running a YouTube channel has worn off. Mm. And this is now a job uh, like anything else. So what am I looking forward to now? I mean, I'm making a living. I, I want to continue doing this, but what yeah. exactly is going to keep this thing new? So the new, that's why I started like, huh, well, maybe I'll work part-time for Motor Week just to see if they, I applied. I'm complaining about applying, like filling out that dumb, stupid, I don't know the who, I, I don't even have my, like, seriously, I don't have my resume anymore. Like after starting RCR, I think it was on this laptop right here. But I reformatted this last year, and I think it's gone. I don't think I have a resume anymore. If you had to compile all my old things, I don't know if I could pull all the information of what was the address, what was the phone number of my supervisor. Holy crap, what's his last name? Andrew Johnson. Yeah. What's his number? I think I have it on my old phone somewhere. Yeah, Having to pull together all this stupid facts and then feeding it into that horrible, oh, thanks for plugging it off. Now you can upload your resume. Ah, great. And all my weird skills. So when I applied to Motor Week through the, because Motor Week is shot in uh, Maryland. Mm -hmm. That's where they, the thing about Motor Week is they have their own test track. Mm. that's where they have their own with breaking and stuff and they shoot down there they're yeah they have their own test track yeah nice. um and i think it might be the same one consumer reports uses I, or may, it may be their own because motor week has been around since like the late 70s or something yeah. i didn't know it's a public access show that it's a pbs show oh and it's funded by massachusetts or maryland's Department of Public Broadcasting. So that's why I had to apply through Maryland.gov for this associate producer or assistant producer position. Yeah. Um, now, Motor Week tweeted back um, that said, we're familiar with your work, but you can't apply through Twitter. I'm like, oh. Aww. And then uh, people were saying, like, just tell them you have twice as many YouTube subscribers as they do, which is true. Aww. Like, Motor Week has 173,000. Um, YouTube subscribers, but they have a catalog that goes all the way back there. And I've looked at old Motor Week stuff to gain ideas for stuff to write about because they're talking about when these cars are new new. Like yeah. Stuff from the 80s. And John Davis has been doing this forever. Man's a legend. And um, John Davis, and if John Davis is watching, I mean this with all due respect, sir. John Davis is like Andy Rooney without the complaining. Oh yeah! Before before we came on, Mike uh, Ryan showed me the uh, this rant from Andy Rooney about the five worst inventions of all time, and it's literally the ultimate old man complaining. I don't understand the world. He's compl- but it's like in tactile night. It's like an eighty seven or something. Yeah, he's saying uh, one of them was pop. T- 
top cans on soda. It's like because you can't close them. And what that? What does that mean? No one's gonna drink twelve ounces of soda in one sitting. And now you can't put it back in the fridge without it going stale. And what do you gotta do now? You gotta buy more cola. It's like no, you don't actually have to buy more cola. Hey, Gramps, they make smaller cans. They also make liters. You have a or you know all, two they, liters. They of come cola. in a bottle. You know, even one with screw off pop top caps, they screw back on. Yeah, I would think, and they're they older than the pop top. Yeah. Um, and then he's complaining about Venetian blinds, <laughs> and it's a segment where they just get B roll of him. Like, uh, like, I don't know how to understand Venetian. what is this. I don't know if the Venetians in Venice, like he's milking the world's most cumbersome cow, <laughs> just like. <laughs> and then he's complaining about ballpoint pens, and the whole thing that started is. I think it was on the smoking tire. I think either Matt Fair, again, either Matt Fair or Joe Rogan was talking about how now you can buy disposable fountain pens that are just sealed. Yeah. And I just, they didn't have any at my staples. So I ordered them. And it was the first time I ordered something at a office supply store using that self-ordering thing. But before I looked at it, I, I started using it. Um, all it does is go to staples.com and the, then they get to the payment section and then I stop and I walk over to the print counter of Staples and like an old man, I say, hey, I'm trying to order things from that order computer right there. Do I have to give it my credit card information or can you just do it for me? <laughs> and she, and uh, uh a well-practiced sentence came out of the clerk's mouth and she said, you can, you just, you complete the order and it prints a receipt and then you pay at the register like normal. And I go, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I ordered this pack of, in case you're wondering, uh, it's, they're called pilot varsity pens and I, th and it came after taxes, it came to $18 and one cent for a pack of, I think six, um, disposable bulb or um disposable fountain pens. Yeah. Um, I had one, like in high school, and even fountain pens that have the cartridges still leak. So that's the thing about them. Um, but it is true that you hardly have to press at all for a fountain pen to work. Whether these will be the exact same, I don't know. Yeah. I did when I thought I was going to be an art major in high school. I did have one of those dippy dippy pens. Yeah. And they, you just breathe on the page, and it's it's amazing how how neat they are. But you make a mama mess yeah. all the time. My mom had one of those because she was big into calligraphy. Yeah, like when I was a kid, she took calligraphy classes. I'm like, to what end, ma? And she's just like, oh, I just like calligraphy. Yeah. So it's a strange thing, but yeah. One guy, uh, JP, I wonder if he's the same JP who bought my MR2. Uh, fountain pen buff here. The Varsities aren't, great, aren't a great example of quality. The next natural progression is the Pilot Metropolitan. Never had anything leak from them. Yeah, but do you still have to get that little tube of ink and push it down and it has to puncture it and then you seal it? I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in... Is there any way that I, I want a fountain pen that is as durable as a ballpoint? I know I want everything, yeah. but I'm just surprised there are fountain pen buffs. Yeah, I'm impressed. And I don't mean that der uh, der derisively. Uh, it's mm. a good thing.
Uh, we're getting up toward the end of this. We're yeah, going pretty, for like an hour and a half. Um, yeah, possibly longer. You can see if there's any good questions on the subreddit. I um, will talk to the chat. The um, um, Oh, while I have you guys' attention, um, we are going to go on a Christmas vacation ourselves. The video that comes out for Christmas is um, the week of Christmas. I'm not going to be editing anything. I'm going to be away. Of course, I'm going to be in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, so the week after Christmas, uh, there will be no RCR on that day. Uh, Nick may have something to put up. Uh, depends if there's nothing, look, there's going to be nothing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, very rarely do we take breaks, but I think that's another thing that's going to be important, uh, for RCR well, we is take, that, Oh, sorry. Uh, we take them at the end of every season. Right. So I figured the Christmas uh, special was the season finale. Yeah. So I kind of assumed we were like heading yeah. for a break anyway. Yeah. Um, the next season will be called Deep Winter 2018. Yeah. Um, two cars have been filmed for that. Well, really two and a quarter. That yeah. one that I botched with the uh, neon. Although that may even stick around because we won't be able to finish it until like August. So yeah. that, that'll just want to go in a can for a long time. Um, I wouldn't. I still want to get my hands on the Million Mile Lexus. I think that would be a fun thing to do. Uh, me just... Uh, fly out to LA like I think I was I was running on the mill and I think this is a way I could do it I could fly out to I could book a trip to LA but my return trip wouldn't be for like three months mm. so I would fly out to LA get the get the LS 400 wander back across the United States get to PA have it here as my car for I don't know a while and then meander back down to L.A., give it back to Matt, and then hop on a plane and come home. Mm. That's if I really want to do a double a double back cross-country road trip. Because you can make... Supposedly, I've never done it. I mean, we made it back from Denver. Four days. It took four days. About. Okay. Like, more or less. Because we weren't really making stops except to sleep. Right. And then it was... Um, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight... Yeah, that's pretty much halfway. Yeah. It's if you booked it a week, it I think 7 days from Eastern PA to LA, I think United States could be done, but that's just nothing but driving. That's nothing but driving and then getting there doing what you're supposed to do and then leaving. So there's no real hanging out. There's or, no hanging out, there's no like decompressing. Yeah. I think that's like the thing that we've kind of learned especially for the uh, um Pacific Fister yeah. where it was like the switching between you me and Eric. Also happy birthday Eric Peterson. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Um, uh, 22, 23? Good question. Want to say 22? I'll say 24. All right, cool. And um, and it's probably 23 because we'll both be like missing. Um, One guy in the chat says he did San Diego to Ohio in three days. Well, I can believe it if you're just that's like, like 20 hours each day driving, man. Like you can do it, but it'll suck probably. Unless he went off full Alex Roy and averaged 90 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Somehow just dodged the popos. JP says, as a side note, oh, it's not the JP who bought my MR2. Okay. It's an idea. I keep saying I want the Million Mile Lexus, and all I got to do is just pretty much ask for it. But yeah. it's again, it's a question like uh, RCR would stop because I edit the videos and uh, uh, I put them up. And uh, 
Nick could give a shot at editing a few. I can, it's like I know how, and yeah. it doesn't. I mean, I again, it's a, it's a thing though that we'd have to like backfill them for a while. Yeah, and I mean, my editing. People who've seen my videos knows it's not the same kind of clean editing job, you know, right. because it's kind of this isn't what I am experienced right and his computer is slower than like i built a machine over there that just bangs him out yeah uh his computer would take a while and also i'm editing on a 42 inch monitor yeah. <laughs> over there and he's editing on, on a laptop screen yeah. so it takes a little bit longer um how many multiple quick reviews could you do on the road i don't like if i was driving i don't know if i'd if i'd review anything i don't think i'd take all my gear i mean it definitely would be a business trip i'd do probably quickies along the way yeah um but when because a shoot is two hours for one car yeah and you're also factoring in you know what time you're getting there because the where's where's the sun gonna be at where, yeah and then you, you know, on the road you'd have to then scout filming locations and you're trusting the people you're meeting to know the area and sort of give you suggestions on filming locations mm -hmm. and there have been times where you know we're getting advice about where to shoot and it doesn't really pan out because it's not the type of place that we're looking for yeah or maybe there are trees that are sort of getting in the way of our light yeah and, and then i may get like uh like lieutenant dan starts getting funny feelings yeah <laughs> but i mean my ear you know. to the ground i think there's a disgruntled old man around here somewhere who, who pressed nine one and is <laughs> waiting to press one again <laughs> uh allison fox says your monitor is insane yeah i didn't think 42 inches was that big it's pretty big mm. it's easy on my eyes though well i can see through the window that um the sun's starting to go down. Yeah, and we're going to lose light in this room. <laughs> yeah, we have to turn on the light. Yeah. I mean, this is probably our longest podcast ever. Yeah. Um, well, I'm good. I mean, I'm... I'm good. Yeah. This uh, is good. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this, and you can join us again next week. I mean, I never know when the uh, live streams are going to be, because... After the Christmas party and after everything, it kind of uh, warped my perception of time so that when I woke up on Monday, I'm like, holy, that, like I never asked if you were around to shoot the podcast. I was busy running around getting my uh, uh, title switched over to JP and then I had a FedEx. I never FedEx anything because there's no FedEx drop points around here there's one over at Moyer's Car Care where uh, shout out to Nush and, and uh, Homer. Uh, and uh, Frank, who work over there at Moore's Car Care, yeah. um, they have a FedEx drop box uh, at, at their shop because it's also a gas station and a mini mart. Um, but that's it around yeah. here. The, the nearest FedEx store is like Boyertown or something like that. It's down near Reading. It's down near you. Yeah. And I don't want to drive all the way down there. So um, I go to the drop box. And there's no there's no supplies in it. There's like big floppy envelopes that whatever you put in them are gonna get bent. Yeah. And there, FedEx normally has these plastic sleeves that you can put the the uh, the shipping label in that then seal and they're sticky and you just right there they're good. Nope, didn't have those because I had my printed out label. 
See, people in big cities don't know what it's like living out in the sticks. We don't have the conveniences. Normally, all postal stuff around here is done through United States Postal Service. I'm like, oh, I don't trust the, the government. <laughs> around here in the sticks, that's all you got, and they're they're quite good. Yeah. Um, so I get the big floppy bend everything that goes in the envelope. And then I go into the shop and said, hey, you got any scrap cardboard? <laughs> and w w one of the uh, clerks working the counter actually was cutting up cardboard. He's like, yeah, here, have some of this. So I go over to the bargain tool basket, lay my stuff out, ask Nush for his knife. He hands me his Leatherman. And I'm there slicing up cardboard in the shop, making an en a cardboard envelope to put the title and some extra information and, and the uh, spare MR2 key Uh into this envelope that's not going to get bent, stuff that in the big floppy envelope, close it up, and then go back to Nush. Hey, you got any packing tape? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So he gives me his Uline uh, tape gun, and I'm there taping up the uh, the shipping label and covering it entirely with tapes in, in the event that this thing gets wet, nothing's going to get smeared. And then Nush was telling me, yeah, people come in here all the time asking if we can leave boxes, like because uh, they have like their FedEx boxes. And they don't fit in the Dropbox. I'm like, look, we're not a post office. We're just like, you want to leave a box? You got to leave it out there on the ground on, on the parking oh. lot next to this. Like, I'm not doing that. Can you just tell the guy when he comes in here? It's like, it's not our responsibility. And I can't see the Dropbox from here. Well, can you have somebody just look? No, I can't. This is a sh this is an automotive repair shop. Yeah, like what are you we're, not understanding? We're a 24-hour towing company. We got better things to worry about than the closure than the closure marrying your your mailing to your nephew Gene. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh, one guy says, "I work security at FedEx Freight Hub and people are trying to send packages from here all the time." Yep. I believe it. One guy says, "Office Depot accepts FedEx packages." If there was an Office Depot around here, I think there's, I think the Staples has a FedEx thing. Mm. Huh. I could have probably just gone to the Staples, the same one where I ordered those disposable fountain pens. Anyway, that'll be all for this. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for watching, guys, and joining us. Joining us on the stream. I'm Nick. I'm Brian, and thank you to everybody who stuck with Patreon, uh, who keeps us on the road. Uh, your help and support is greatly appreciated. That's what allows us to travel, and that's what allow is allowing us to go to New Zealand. So thank you very much for that. Oh, and also obvious point: uh, no podcast next week because Brian's going to be out of town. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, we will talk to you the week of New Year's, I guess. Uh, have a good one yep. and a happy holiday, everyone. Happy holidays.